Hello and welcome to the Prime Sports Network podcast. I'm your host, Austin Thomas, and in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the uh, Packers game. I was hoping to make this podcast episode more on a, a happy note, talking about the Packers heading into the, the Super Bowl here, but uh, as it turns out, they decided not to show up and looked like a garbage fire on the field outside of that defense all game long. So either way, we're going to be going over how that game went for the Packers and kind of what the offseason might look like for them. So all that more without further ado, let's get started off right in with this. Uh, start off the, the game, you're coming into this one, the Packers. They were definitely projected favorites. The 49ers were not expected to really come close. I think that was probably you know, maybe one of the biggest projected blowouts out of that divisional round right there. You were looking at it, the Packers, big favorites over the Niners. Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo was kind of injured. He was heading into this game starting. You also saw that Nick Bosa, Fred Warner had potential injuries. That might hold them back a little. As it turns out, it did not. But either way, you're heading into this game. You don't know how that is. And the Packers, they're looking better than ever at this point. They're getting some of their guys back that they haven't had in months. You're looking Jair Alexander. He's coming back. Now, one of the big things that was missing, David Bakhtiari, you're, you're looking at that injury report and you see that he's not there. And that's a big blow for, for the Packers here. Uh, you're looking at that offensive line who's been missing Elton Jenkins all season long. This team was not built to lose both of those players. Uh, so you're, you're really looking at a lineup that had maybe Josh Myers as your only really good offensive lineman there. But still, the Packers are not expected to lose this game. They have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams who have been clicking on all cylinders all season long. And then the game happens. So you go into this game, Packers start with the ball. They drive down the field like it's easy like the Niners defense is non-existent because it was for that first drive it was Rodgers to Adams non-stop four receptions and 54 yards for Devontae Adams and then AJ Dillon got the easy rushing touchdown at the end there put the Packers up seven to zero after Mason Crosby made the PAT which you know looking back on is kind of surprising that he even made an extra point based on how bad that special teams performed all day long. It was terrible. It was awful. And it should never happen again. I immediately feel that the first step that the Packers need to take is fire special teams coordinator. It's just awful that the Packers allowed this to happen and really allowed them to be embarrassed on national uh, television. They were coming into this game and it really was not good for them. So either way, after that drive, Packers were up 7-0. They're looking good. They're looking like they were supposed to look. What wasn't expected to happen was the defense wasn't supposed to look good. Although, starting off, kickoff, the Niners returned the ball to the 35-yard line, but the Packers were easily able to get a quick three and out after that, after Zadarius Smith came in, got his sack on the third down, forced the Niners to punt that there. Defense stood strong all game long. There wasn't much that the Niners could do when it came to facing against the, the Packers. They had a bunch of three and outs all game long. There were a bunch of punts uh, by both teams here, and uh, that definitely came more to fruition later on. Uh, after that uh, three and out, though, the Packers continued to drive. They had the momentum. They had the defense. They had that offense. They kept driving down. They got all the way to the San Francisco 42 and that's where things started to turn around. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball. Mercedes Lewis caught it. Big tight end. You don't expect anything of it. 
bang, Fred Warder comes in and he knocks that ball out. That's a fumble and the Niners get the ball back. That play right there completely changed the momentum of the game. You're, you're looking at this team and I mean, the Packers, they didn't view it as, you know, anything big at the time. But the Niners, on the other hand, they saw that as their opportunity. And that was the problem. When the Niners saw that they had an opportunity in this game, that's what they bid on. And so then you go back and the defenses run the next six minutes. You have five straight three and outs by both teams to end the first quarter and then to go into the start of the second. Great defense run by both teams. Neither offense could get anything going all the way up until the second quarter when second drive of the second quarter, the Packers had the ball. They had one first down to Devontae Adams. That was it. And then they punted it away again. But finally, with six minutes 30 left, the Niners had their first actual drive. They had their first first down by George Kittle with six minutes and 30 seconds left in the first half. Now that is stellar defense by the Green Bay Packers. And this game could have much more easily been a blowout for the Niners if that defense did end up sh didn't end up showing up like you know some people weren't expecting that defense to be the best part of the team some people were expecting it to be the offense ends up being the defense here definitely made it a close game otherwise that could have been very much different either way Packers season is still over so it wouldn't have mattered lose by 30 lose by three it's the same difference when you're talking about the playoffs but after the first down was picked up, the Niners really started picking up their offense then. And that's when the Packers finally started to get worried. They hadn't been getting anything going on offense, and they were finally starting to let up on defense. And that's when the run game starts working. Kittle had two receptions after dropping that one earlier on. And uh, a holding call by the Niners once they were in the red zone pushed them back and forced Jimmy G to throw a bad throw. Adrian Amos easily picks it off after it was intended for George Kittle. And that was with very little time left in that first half. Either way, Packers get the ball back, 56 seconds left, and they're on the four yard line. So you start off with a run and then you have a check down to Aaron Jones. 49ers really aren't expecting anything big. And then boom, end of the half with very little time remaining, about 30 seconds, 20 seconds, somewhere between there. Aaron Rodgers releases a cannon to Aaron Jones for 75 yards. Gets that thing all the way down to the opposing red zone. And Niners are kind of shocked here. They don't know what to do. It's Aaron Rodgers. Can they really stop him? And then Nick Bosa comes in big. Uh, actually makes Rodgers fumble the ball, but Packers got the ball back, so it doesn't really matter in that case. Either way, it stopped the Packers from getting a touchdown chance. And so, you know, you still get the pick with less than a minute left in the game. 56 seconds left. You get a pick on the four-yard line. You're going to be okay with that, even if you come away with only three points because you're not expecting anything. So you get down there and uh, you, you pull out the special teams unit, field goal units out there, and Mason Crosby goes to kick it and it gets blocked. And that was one of the very first problems that the Packers had on special teams. And you're looking at that, and that could have been the difference in the game. You could have, at the very end, you never know what happens. It could have gone into overtime. In that case, you never know which way the coin flips. It might have flipped in favor of the Niners, and then Packers aren't able to stop them. Niners could still end up winning it. But you could see a totally different outcome based solely 
on letting up that field goal get blocked. That field goal led into the half. Second half comes out. Debo Samuel gets a 50-yard return. Special teams again proving inconsistency, proving to be terrible, and probably the worst thing that you have seen in the NFL since you saw Tim Tebow try to play tight end. And that allowed the Niners to get all the way to the Green Bay 11 and kick that field goal. And that field goal, again, helped them win the game. If it weren't for that 50-yard return, it's an entirely different game. It's going to be a lot more difficult for those Niners to get into field goal distance. You might see them make more bad throws, might see them have different play calls, which could lead to a different game. Special teams just, again, proving to be terrible this game, not being what a playoff team needs to be. And after that, you have back-to-back three and outs, and Green Bay gets the ball back after that. Green Bay works the ball all the way up to the San Francisco seven-yard line, finally getting something going again after the Crosby field goal was blocked. And they, they have a first down. They have first and that are on the seven-yard line. And all of a sudden, you have Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, finally, you know, picking it up. And the Green Bay Packers, they just have to kick the field goal after, the far, after a false start and then a sack by Eric Armstead. And that, again, that's a lost possession right there. You could have a touchdown. You could have seven points. But the false start and then allowing the sack, that's, again, the offensive line not... Offensive line did not show up all night long, and I don't think you can make much of an argument for that. They were, they weren't in the best condition heading into it, and you weren't expecting them to be great, but you were at least expecting them to do something better. It seemed like Aaron Rodgers was almost always under constant pressure the whole game long, and that definitely showed up here at the end. Sacked by Armstead, ended that drive, allowed Green Bay to kick a field goal. Now, Crosby did actually make this one, so it gave the Packers ten. So they were up 10 to 0, or sorry, they were up 10 to 3, not 10 to 0. And so Packers up a touchdown. They're feeling good still. Debo Samuel able to get back to the 28 on the return there. So not bad by the special teams, but again, you'd like to get them behind the 25. Uh, And then there were some big plays by George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk. Got the Niners all the way up to the Green Bay 19. The thing is, is that the Niners decided to go for it on fourth and one, but Green Bay Packers defense had been pretty good all day long, and they were able to stop Eli Mitchell on a run up the middle, fourth and one. Huge play by the Packers. Absolutely great. And seeing this live, I personally thought that the Packers were going to win the game after that. But then what happens? The Packers have a breakdown, an absolute utter breakdown in all areas. Packers go on a three and out. And can you guess what? Their punt off after the three and out, it gets blocked by the Niners. Touchdown with four minutes and 50 seconds left. Killer. They were up by seven points at that point. It was 10 to three. And all of a sudden, you're, expe- you're, you're expecting to push the Niners way back. If they get a touchdown, you're going to get the ball back and have at least a chance to score a field goal or you're going to go into overtime. You're not expecting to lose in regular time based on that. But the special teams totally irrelevant. It was as if it was a freshman high school team. They got their punt blocked and then they couldn't find where the ball was. It was like they saw planes up in the sky, dog fighting. You know, there was so many other things better in their minds other than looking for the football that was fumbled. 
and Niners take on that chance. They get the touchdown there, tie the game up 10 to 10. Still, Packers going to get the ball back, and you never know. Packers could force a drive and still win this game. But then the penalties and the bad offense in general just hits. You have terrible plays back to back to back. Packers can get absolutely nothing going. So they punt the ball again after the three and out. And that's when Debo Samuel and George Kittle get back to work. And the ball all the way up to the Green Bay 28. Packers defense just exhausted at this point after trying so hard, not being able to do anything. And that's going to be an easy Robbie Gould field goal for the win. Terrible, terrible performance by the Packers. And I'm not going to lie, it was not a good performance for the 49ers either. The 49ers tried to lose the game less than the Packers. It seemed like the Packers tried to lose the game rather than it being the Niners winning the game. The Green Bay Packers allowed the Niners to win the game, whereas the Niners didn't seem to give up, although they weren't necessarily doing it very well. That led the uh, that led the Packers into the offseason here. Offseason, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a doozy for the Packers. They have... A bunch of guys that they're looking at re-signing and they have a big question mark over Aaron Rodgers. Could be his last season with the Packers. Do I think it will be? That's a, bit, that's a big question here. One that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Personally, I do not think that was his last season with the Green Bay Packers. Although, I do see him signing, only staying for two more years. I think you see two years for Aaron Rodgers back with the Packers. Maybe he retires after that. I don't expect him to retire now. He's still got plenty of good years left. He's going to want to continue making that money. He doesn't have quite a good shot at being the Jeopardy host just yet. So maybe wait a couple years there. Either way, you're going to be looking at this. And Aaron Rodgers, he has a good relationship with Matt LaFleur. He has gotten a better relationship with Brian Gutekunst. And that team has been his team since he was drafted. He was drafted while they still had Brett Favre. Back in 2005, he was drafted. I think he, he feels a sense of loyalty, at least in a way, to the Packers. Now, that is, that is what's saying. That doesn't mean that he can't move elsewhere. There is still a very good chance that he asks out. And, you know, the Broncos just recently... Got the Packers head offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. So maybe the Broncos try again to get Aaron Rodgers. I know they were trying him earlier uh, before the season. Maybe they try again. They still have their quarterback issues, and that's a good team that you could definitely see Aaron Rodgers going to. So that's probably the only place I could really see him going here. You could see him go other places. I don't expect Pittsburgh's a very good option for him. Not Carolina. Uh, you're looking at some of these bigger quarterback needy teams. Maybe the Saints could try and go for him. Although after losing Sean Payton, uh, after he retired, that connection's gone. You're going to be looking at a new head coach. Only thing I could really see, I, I don't really see them getting a coach that he would like unless potentially Brian Flores. I don't know exactly what Aaron Rodgers' relationship is with him at this point, but Aaron Rodgers has a plethora of options he can go to, a plethora of quarterback needy teams. And, you know, a great team that I'm, I'm just now thinking of for, you know, the uh, immunized Aaron Rodgers. It's the Washington football team or whatever 
their name is going to be by the time the season starts. They've uh, they're in need of a quarterback. I can I can say that much at least. So you never know what's going to happen there. Could see him end up going to the Washington football team, but he is still officially under con- contract with the Packers. Although he was definitely given an out for this season. Other than that, there are a lot other losses that the Packers could face, and they are hitting the salary cap hard this year. They have a lot of free agents. They are still over the salary cap, so they're going to have to figure out some stuff, get them back under that salary cap, see how they can keep Aaron Rodgers. Next big thing they need to look at, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a free agent this year, and to me, it's where Aaron Rodgers goes, I see Devontae Adams going to. Their relationship is too good. Uh, they're too good with one another. I don't see Devontae Adams leaving Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't see it happening. So if Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers, I see Devontae Adams signing back. What that means for the rest of the team, though, I'm not sure. If Devontae Adams signs back with the Packers, it's going to be very tough for them to re-sign some of the other guys. But let's list off some of the other free agents here that the Packers are going to have. They have uh, Devondre Campbell, Robert Tunyon, uh, Razul Douglas, Alan Lazard, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. All of them going to be gone. Basically, their entire wide receiver core is a free agent. They have Robert Tunyon as a free agent, so their number one tight end. Their top four receivers are all leaving them. Their best receiver remaining will likely be, I think, Amari Rogers or something. Even Equinemius St. Brown is leaving the Packers. So looking at re-signing those receivers is going to be a big thing. Likely, I don't see Lazard coming back. I don't see Marquez Valdez-Scantling coming back. I mean, I'm not even going to try and take a guess with EQ. You could see him going literally anywhere. The The only guy I see is if Adam, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, Adam's going to come back. Another big, you know, breakout player for the Packers has been Devondre Campbell. They signed him the, the, in the offseason, and uh, he came out as an absolute stud for the Packers. Huge for their team all year long and uh, free agent this year. So... It, if he ends up leaving, the Packers are definitely going to need to find a guy to replace him uh, on that defense at middle linebacker. And then, as I mentioned, Robert Tunyon, big one. But one of the other guys, Razul Douglas, practice squad player, signed up by the Packers, and he did phenomenal all season long. Absolutely phenomenal. You couldn't have asked more from a practice squad player. He did about as good as you could possibly imagine. And being a practice squad player, he's going to be a free agent at the in in this offseason. And I think that's that should be a Packers priority this offseason. He said that he just wants an offer from the Packers. He he would like a pay raise, but he's not going to be asking for crazy money. That's not what he's doing here. He wants to re-sign with the Packers, and the Packers need to want him back. Otherwise, that is going to be a very bad look on their organization and a very bad look for their defensive back core. Uh, that's, right now, you got Eric Stokes, you got Jair Alexander, Adrazul Douglas right there, and you got a three-headed monster at the cornerback position, hopefully, in two or three years. Maybe even next year, you could see that happening, all three of them very high potential players. Razul Douglas really coming out of nowhere. Jair Alexander is already one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and Eric Stokes has the speed to become one of the best. More free agents, though. Uh, Packers not only losing those guys, they're going to be losing their starting defensive end, Tyler Lancaster, uh, starting right guard, Lucas Patrick, their punter, Corey Bajorquez. Now, you, you talk about punters and you talk about special teams, 
Corey Bohork has was pretty good this year. One of one of the better punters in the league. And that is probably the only good thing you could say about the, the Packers special teams this year. Mason Crosby didn't even do that great. And Amari Rogers didn't do great in, at returning the ball. Corey Bohorquez was really the only guy you could compliment uh, based on what happened in the special teams this year. And they're losing him into free agency. And that's a big thing that they're going to have to look at. They have to focus on the special teams along with their offense and defense, along with uh, replacing the guys they're losing and re-signing the guys that they can. Uh, the special teams needs to be focused on. They need to spend some time looking at that in the offseason. They need to get a new special teams coordinator and they need to spend time and work on that. And uh, some finally, some smaller guys here. You got Yash Neiman, uh, one of the one of the better uh, players uh, right tackles for the Packers this season. He came in and he played pretty good in some of the absences of uh, our offensive linemen. And then uh, Kevin King, he's a free agent. I don't know a Packers fan who wants him back. I don't want him back just because of that Tampa game two years ago. And uh, yeah, no, I don't know who's going to want Kevin King. It's almost like he's a negative asset. Yeah, unless he's a practice squad player, he... I think he'd make a very good practice squad player. Very good one. Uh, and he could come in and maybe, you know, he could be a, a fifth, maybe a fourth cornerback on some other teams. But I, I think his time with the Packers is done. After that, let, let's take a look at some of the holes that the, the Packers are going to be looking at this offseason here after after losing those free agents. Um, they also lost Nathaniel Hackett, and they're likely going to be losing Luke Getze in the offseason, so some of their coaching staff might be getting a little depleted here, so you're going to have to be looking at a new offensive coordinator, new quarterbacks coach. Uh, we're going to have to see how that ends up turning out, but holes for the team. Number one hole, wide receiver, especially if you lose Devontae Adams. If you lose Devontae Adams, you need a new number one guy. That is with or without Aaron Rodgers, you need a new number one guy if Devontae Adams is gone. doesn't matter. You need a new number one guy. If Devontae Adams stays, you are okay with a lesser talented wide receiver, but you still desperately need one. You have Amari Rodgers as your second wide receiver if the other three guys, Equinemius St. Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Alan Lazard, if they all leave, you're going to be left with only Amari Rodgers, basically, and obviously Devontae Adams. Uh, if he re-signs. Re Either way, you're going to need a second or third wide receiver if you think Amari Rodgers is going to break out, which, I mean, I hope he, he does break out, and I think he has talent, too. I don't think he's going to be, you know, great, but I think he could, I think he could be a, a strong third wide receiver on our team next year, maybe even make his way to the uh, second guy, number two receiver. And again, that's uh, speculation. You don't know about that. Um, he's a good player, but he definitely needs some improvement and he's not a top talent kind of guy. Second need is a middle linebacker. I don't expect Devondre Campbell to resign. He's going to be asking for a lot of money. I'm not sure that the Packers are going to be able to get him. And that middle linebacker position was a huge flaw in the Packers defense over the past few years. You look at the Packers defense of the past few years and it's not as good as they were this year. And that's in large part because of the impact that Devondre Campbell had. So trying to find a guy to replace him is going to be absolutely necessary. 
Third here, you need an edge rusher. And, and this is something I haven't talked about yet. But with the cap situation, you could very easily see the Packers cutting either Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith. Both of them very highly paid right now. Probably not worth their money. I don't think Zadarius Smith is going to restructure his contract. Potentially, you'll see that with Preston Smith, although I doubt it. I think you're likely going to see one of them is going to be gone by the end of this just for cap purposes so they can re-sign some of their other guys. And in that case, you're probably looking at maybe spending your first round pick on an edge guy. And I think that is very likely to happen this year. Although, like I said, middle linebacker, another big position, wide receiver, another big position. And that could definitely impact the draft and how free agency goes for us. When it comes to our fourth need, or our fourth need, probably tight end. Bobby Tunyon, he likes Aaron Rodgers a lot. Again, I think that's a similar situation to the Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, if Aaron Rodgers signs, that's going to increase the likelihood that Robert Tunyon would expect or accept an offer. I'm not sure exactly if it would work out because of how the salary cap situation is. Although I have heard that salary cap is a myth based on what I saw with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers recently. So you never know. Could end up signing everyone back. That would be very fun. Although it's going to be pretty difficult to do. Either way, tight end going to be another big need, especially if we don't have Bobby Tunyon. And probably the, the next biggest need is the right side of our offensive line. Uh, we have John Runyon. We have Billy Turner. But those are not really big name guys that you like seeing on your offensive line. Your left side and Josh Myers is good. So you have David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, hopefully all coming back healthy next season. Not sure about Elton Jenkins yet because he's still got, you know, he's got to come back from his injury. But if he can come back next season, that offensive line is going to be fine. Although it would be nice to have that right side there just to protect if it's Rodgers to protect him more from injury. And if it's Love to protect him more from making bad decisions. Uh, either one still need that right side pretty badly compared to potentially other situations. So free agency, you're looking at this and you're probably not going to do much. The salary cap situation is much too difficult to control getting new guys. Your main idea of free agency is first re-sign Devonte Adams. If you re-sign Devonte Adams, that is a huge building block to your future and that's going to be huge for either Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers, likely Aaron Rodgers if Devontae Adams resigns. Now, your next uh, your next priority is going to be re-signing Devondre Campbell if you can. Devondre Campbell has been stellar all year long, and I, I expect he has you know still some good years left. He's getting on the older side, but. As for a middle linebacker, he's still got what it takes to be very effective. Past him, look at re-signing Tunyon. Look at re-signing Razul Douglas. Razul Douglas, again, like I mentioned earlier, re-sign him no matter what. And I think one thing you could also potentially find in, in free agency, Packers going to be looking to find uh, another defensive end to replace Lancaster or maybe a, maybe a new edge rusher for... Uh, Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith. Don't know what's going to happen there. Looking into the draft, though, uh, I think you're going to first round for the Packers. They have pick 28. You're going to be looking at either a linebacker to replace Campbell or an edge rusher if you keep Campbell. But if you if you if you 
don't keep Devontae Adams. Your first round is almost certainly a wide receiver here. You need a stellar wide receiver. And if you lose Devontae Adams, you're not getting that in free agency. You don't have the cap room to do so. You're going to be looking. And, and there's also some very good wide receivers in the draft here. But that's I'm going to go under the ex expectation that Devontae Adams does resign with the team and say Campbell is lost. Uh, Tunyon resigns and Razul Douglas resigns. I think that's probably the most likely scenario that we're looking at here. Uh, you look at that. I think your number one draft prospect at 28 is hoping that you can get Nicobe Dean from uh, Georgia linebacker. He has great athleticism. He's been getting better at the pass rush and he makes tons of plays over the middle. Great replacement for Campbell. And he will definitely break up that, that inside game that you, you were getting from uh, Devontae Campbell all season long. And I think N'Kobe Dean, definitely someone that the, pa the Packers could use, although you don't know if he's going to be available at 28. So you might have to see the Packers try and trade up if they can. You've seen the Packers trade up recently. Uh, don't know if it's going to happen again, but you could. Second option uh, could be my Jay Sanders, Cincinnati, edge rusher. Don't know. I'm not too into... Uh, the college football scene. So I'm not really a guy that could be looking at this. Although off of what I've seen, my Jay Sanders, at least I expect that's how it's pronounced. I apologize if that's pronounced wrong. He has looked very good um, along with Trevon Walker, DTDN. He plays all along the D-line. He's also from Georgia, similar to N'Kobe Dean. Uh, both him, both Walker and Sanders, good guys that could replace Zadarius or Preston Smith, whoever uh, is missing if we can't get N'Kobe Dean, because uh, that's probably our second problem if we if we keep Adams but lose probably Smith and uh, Campbell. So second round, if you depending on what you drafted pr previously, if you drafted an edge earlier, you're going to be looking at a linebacker. If you drafted a linebacker earlier, like N'Kobe Dean, you should be looking at edge in the second round, and then third round and on, it, it's wide receiver. You, you got to go wide receiver third round on unless Devonte Adams doesn't resign. If Devonte Adams doesn't resign, you need a first round wide receiver. And I don't say that often, but Packers at 28, it's low enough that it's not as much of a reach. And there are some definitely some good wide receivers around that spot. So just to, to recap some of the, the priorities that the Packers are going to need this year. Number one priority of the offseason is to keep Aaron Rodgers. If you keep Aaron Rodgers, most likely you're getting Devontae Adams and a lot more likely to get Robert Tunyon there. And that is huge. Your offense is still going to be great next year and your defense could still be good. Uh, depending on how the draft goes, depending on how free agency and re-signing goes, your defense could still be good next year if you get to re-sign Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. But those are the big things. Keeping Aaron Rodgers, that's number one. Number two, Finding a replacement for Devondre Campbell in the draft if you aren't able to keep him either first or second round. Finding a replacement for him is huge. Uh, you could also potentially find a, a replacement for him in free agency, although that's not as, you know, expected. And then uh, finding a second or third wide receiver uh, in the draft. Again, another big thing if they re-sign Devontae Adams, if they get a second receiver to pair alongside Devontae Adams, put Amari Rodgers in that conversation too. Uh, you need a, uh, another wide receiver there still for whoever the quarterback is. And you're going to need that in the, the, the second, third, fourth rounds of the draft. You need a guy there. And uh, finally, 
you're going to have to find a replacement for Zadarius Smith and Preston or Preston Smith, whichever one you're looking at getting rid of. Uh, if you can get a replacement for them, that's going to be hugely helpful in keeping that defense similarly successful as it was this year uh, and as it was in that conference or in the divisional round. So either way, that's going to close it out for uh, my Packers game recap and offseason preview. So uh, thanks for watching the Prime Sports Network podcast. Again, I was Austin Thomas. Make sure to like and subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.